0: Yes. Hello. Hello. I want to take you back to a time before, a land before time, but not with dinosaurs. You are about to graduate high school. You're sitting. Oh, why, your, why am I going your, back
1: here? This is, was, this wasn't a good year.
0: <laughs> stick with me, stick with me. You're sitting in government class. Mr. Sassy is talking about the constitution or whatever. And your friend Shay uh, taps you on the shoulder and says, did you see this clown stuff? And turns you around and shows you a tweet of a man dressed as a clown uh, chasing after a car I <laughs> and, he, and he chases the car and then the car slams on the brakes and he runs straight into the car.
1: Yeah. OK, I would like to raise you. I, I like what you pitched. However, okay. I'm, I'm just going to tweak it just a little bit. We, OK, just, just just a little, little bit. The, the beginning was great. I'm in government class, which I actually did have. It was like a Senate class. Um, yeah. And my it's friend required in New York state. My friend Shay uh, goes, "Hey, have you seen this clown thing?" And then turns my entire desk around to out the window to see a clown out there. A clown is out there. Okay. I think the stakes are higher in that one.
0: Yeah, I like that. And how about you turn back around? And now, Mr. Sassy is also a clown. Yeah,
1: yeah. It adds an air of okay. mystery of the supernatural. That's good. So this would be completely absurd and funny if this wasn't like a real thing that happened. A real
0: thing that actually happened to real people in the flesh in the year of our Lord 2016, I think.
1: Yes. And, you know, I really love clowns and I had a great time in the land before last week, which was the week before that, talking to David Howard Thornton that lovely, uh, scary, funny, wonderful clown man. And I love clowns and I love Art the Clown. However, Art the Clown is currently where he belongs, which is in the imaginary indie yes. grindhouse film world. And Good not in secret, my backyard. Right? Not in my backyard. Yeah, not in my
0: backyard. <laughs> Nimby, not in my backyard. <laughs>
1: However, this, if we all recall going back to 2016, this was an actual, people called it a clown epidemic of of these Ugh. which which looking back a poor choice poor, of words bad choice of words I, I, I wish we were dealing anymore, with y'all. a clown thing right now as opposed yeah. to everything going on i would much take hey, clowns over this hey
0: hey i don't want to make light of the crisis our whole world faces right now but clovid is good
1: that is pretty good that's thank you right i mean that's going to be used for like when you're cast on snl in 15 years and they're doing like a uh-huh. Throwback COVID sketch. That's what you're gonna have to pitch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very Anyhow. generous
0: of you to put me as SNL writer slash actor at 36.
1: It's kind of a yeah. late start.
0: Kind of a late start for me, but that's good. I didn't.
1: I didn't say that was your first season.
0: Oh. Oh. Okay. This is when I'm <laughs> brought back to host the second yeah. time after. It's okay, sort of cool. a Bill
1: Hader situation. Speaking of <laughs> clowns, Bill Hader. But anyway, Bill Hater. Back to this clown. Epidemic or this this right. big clown situation. This was a real thing that happened uh, starting in mostly the fall season of 2016, and I don't oh, okay. think so. We were at college. Yeah, we're we were in were college. At college at this point. Okay, but I am not afraid of clowns. I've never been afraid of clowns. But hey, fuck this. Okay, yeah, this is bad. Yeah, this is bad.
0: And I remember. So now, now that this is coming back to me, that we were in college, we're both from upstate New York, which is a fairly Uh, There are parts of it that are suburban, but there are parts that are pretty dang rural. Yes. And uh, where I'm from is pretty dang rural. And the kind of videos that were coming out were very American Gothic, (laughs) suburban Gothic, rural Gothic videos where it was like in the woods or in the suburbs. But we were safe in the city. But the like weird bit of like homesickness of man, I kind of wish I was in a place where some whack shit like clowns (laughs) was happening right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The clowns yeah, really but this didn't is, come to New York City because the clowns have never left New York City.
0: Yeah, the clowns are always they're always clowns in New York City. The clowns tried to come and freak people out, and they got stopped at the toll. And they're like, "We're full up on clowns.
1: <laughs> no, Manhattan no vacancies.
0: No vacancies for clowns. Yeah, but this is not good.
1: No, this is bad. And people what at happened? the time totally thought that it was uh, viral marketing for Rob Zombie's Thirty One or It because those are both. Coming out that year, Which but nothing. I wish. Yeah, me too. But nothing has been confirmed so far. So my theory is that uh, a bunch of idiots all got the same idea at the same time. But let's mm. all kind of dive into a little bit more of this incident because we're go- we're Can gonna I talk give- about scary clowns.
0: Yeah, we're gonna talk about clowns. This episode is about clowns, not specifically about the 2016 clown epidemic. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to pitch my idea for why this thing happened. Yeah, which was that Yu Gi Oh decided to reprint the the parody card of Rob Zombie, which is called Robin Zombie. That's not a joke. You can look it up. It's a real Yu-Gi-Oh card. And they did this as a viral marketing stunt to try to boost the prices.
1: <laughs> I trust you. I, I don't know anything about it, but I trust you. Um, All right. S- yes. So tell
0: us about the the inciting incident. Yeah. So of this clown time. Yeah. According
1: to a lot of local news sources and mostly Wikipedia, the start, the sightings uh, started early in August in Green Bay, Wisconsin. The first sighting of a clown who that people saw this clown and then a Facebook page popped up representing this clown that referred to him as Gags. Now, this isolated Gags incident turned out to be a viral marketing stunt for a then unreleased short film called Gags, which I believe has come out since. But then... After that happened, it kind of incited a bunch of unrelated non-viral marketing incidents. So right. especially in unrelated areas, most notably in Greenville, South Carolina, um, that seemed Palmetto to be a
0: state. Those those folks are wild.
1: Yeah, that seemed to be a hot spot for clown activity. Um, sightings happened in almost all 50 states, as well as various locations in both Canada and the United uh. Kingdom.
0: I love calling it a hot spot because yeah. you can just imagine like an overlay of the United States with like different colors. Like and Greenville, South Carolina. <laughs> Greenville, South Carolina is magma red hot. <laughs> it's just, it's bright.
1: So, um, th- this ended up being kind of a big sort of not only moral panic, but genuine kind of cons- like safety panic. There were a lot of uh, right. communities that banned clown costumes from Halloween stores that Halloween season. People were going out armed while like going out on their halloween festivities and then there was even an alleged quote clown purge that was a purge supp- that was supposed to take place on halloween eve although no such event ever actually occurred so that could have just been a uh, a social media thing
0: yeah a kind of let's all let's all storm area 51 type Exactly. Type meme.
1: Yeah. And so arrests were made. There were clown robberies, clown street fights, clown stalking, clown bomb threats. It was like, uh, may I be frank here? This got a little out of hand.
0: Yeah, I I think I I think we can all safely say that there was a kind of it was it was a pretty long period of time in Internet speak. It was a few weeks and it started out pretty okay. And there were clowns around doing creepy videos and like scaring people, which fine clowns be like that. Sometimes it was Halloween. That makes sense. And then it evolved to like somebody saying clowns are just showing up in my town. And sometimes they have big machetes. And that was like, okay, we're getting this is kind of clown deaf clown three (laughs) clown three. And then and then at some point it got it got very bad. Yeah. And and it became dangerous to people. And that's when that's when we should have gotten out.
1: Yeah. So uh, like Americans understandably terrified by this whole incident because uh, 42 percent of Americans as of 2016 reported that they were afraid of clowns. This poll by Vox showed that people were more afraid of clowns than death, climate change and terrorism. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Kind of a
0: kind of the trifecta of of 2,000 spheres, clowns right above them.
1: Yeah. So there's a difference, uh, and I want to know that there's a difference between being afraid of clowns and having chlorophobia, which is a fear of clowns, and that can go for right. any phobia versus fear. An actual phobia can influence your body in such a way that you experience sweating, nausea, panic attacks. So there is a difference between just being afraid of clowns and being uncomfortable by clowns or having chlorophobia.
0: Right. I mean, it's it's like me having dephophobia. Da- which is my fear of Willem Dafoe because he causes me to uh, have panic attacks versus somebody just being afraid of Willem Dafoe, which is not Dafoe-phobia.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: and you know, that's the... A-
1: <laughs> I have a very unfortunate phobia of roller coasters and I... Oh. Yeah, it's bad. That's
0: very sad. Um
1: And... Because rationally, I know that I will be fine on them. And even roller coasters I have been on before, I know I will be fine in them. But no matter what, they always induce the same like nausea, sweating, nervousness Mm. thing for me. Even if I've been like my 10th time on Escape from Gringotts, I will be white knuckle clutching the handrails
0: on the queue because. Which is barely a roller coaster. No, it's barely
1: a roller coaster. But it's and people always tell me they go like, oh, you know, like roller coaster like y- your lives are in physics hands like they're the safest things in the right. world no 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 no. i'm not worried about it crashing <laughs> i'm worried about yeah. it working correctly quite frankly <laughs> right that,
0: that's just as scary of a proposition you riding on the ride and nothing going yeah. wrong it's like people's fear of elevators where like elevators are incredibly safe machines but mm-hmm. like yeah you're not necessarily afraid,
1: afraid they're gonna fall there's all sorts of other it's just things the,
0: it's just the fear of the thing
1: yeah so let's talk about anyway, a couple why are people of people
0: afraid of clowns yeah let's
1: talk about a couple of theories of why people are afraid of clowns one of the biggest terms that kind of gets thrown around in this regard is talking about the uncanny valley so the the concept of the uncanny valley is that there's this like upward slope of how realistic something humanoid looks like an animatronic or or a cgi thing and how comfortable the human eye is with looking at it so like the 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 more it looks like us the more com- or the sort of we're super comfortable with it if it looks like us or if it totally looks nothing like us. But then there's a right. point where something looks almost human but has a crucial non-human difference where the slope just totally drops and that's the unca- right. literally the uncanny valley.
0: Uncanny valley, so, yeah, where it is so close to looking human that it dips into totally unbelievable levels of like, you're not a person. Yeah. The, uh, uh, like you say, my... The most common one is like CG people Mm -hmm. like there are a lot of people who Uh, polar express specifically like new movies that get so, 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 so close like uh, Rogue One. Yeah, Is like the most the most recent one that I can think of where like that Leia at the end.
1: Yeah, like it looks so much like a person, but it's definitely not. That it's creepy. And it also applies a lot of time to uh, robots or animatronics. Um, Mm. What's her name? That very smart robot lady who's also a little scary. Sophie. Yeah. Sophia. Because she looks like a person and can communicate like a person, but she's so obviously not a person. Right. And there's a couple of reasons as to why the Uncanny Valley is scary. Uh, One is because it just kind of reminds us of our own mortality in a weird way. Like when you see somebody like, uh, Sophia, 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 the
0: robot, Sophia the
1: robot. Um, when you see her, it reminds you that you are like a human person who will age and die. And then you can get replaced. Nothing will happen. Like she, she could replace you in that kind of regard. And so in the same way, if a human looking thing does something that is non-human, it can be very unsettling. Um, and you see this a lot with kind of like defunct animatronics in theme parks when they malfunction or do something weird. Yeah. It's it's very unsettling. So clowns fall into the uncanny valley because they've got this exaggerated makeup, hair and feet and accessories and stuff. So they're shaped like a person. They are shaped like a friend,
0: but there yeah, are, they are they're person shaped.
1: Yeah, but there are very distinct differences that are recognizably non-human. So the size right. of the, the even just the size of their silhouette, the, nose, and the way the they move, makeup. Yeah. Yeah. And this is kind of only a partial explanation because Uncanny Valley is usually referring to things that are non-human. And I'm going to say
0: are sadly human. Yeah. I'm
1: going to say nine point eight times out of ten. The clown you're dealing with is a person. The point two is like right. Pennywise, the dancing clown, if you ever run into him. But um, <laughs> that's the line. Uh, so and also because clowns kind of. It's the fear of clowns is a a slightly more modern invention as well. And we'll get to maybe why that is uh, not invention, but a modern phenomena. Uh, And we'll get to why that is in a bit. But another kind of inherent thing about clowns is their unpredictability and just their like inherent chaos. They they do things that we don't expect. They interrupt normal life. They're unpredictable. And it's exactly what clowns are supposed to be. They're an exaggerated version of a person to the point of comedy. Yeah. That's what clowning right, is. To the point of
0: comedy. Yeah. And then some people uh, like we've talked about so much recently and with David, the the subversion of what you expect is where a lot of fear comes from. So that for clowns, you're uh, expecting something funny And over the top. So when that flips to being over the top and scary, it's like even more scary for a lot of people.
1: And just the human brain doesn't deal with inconsistent stimuli super well. We like patterns. We like things that match and go together. And we get a lot of information about people from the way that they look and the way they move before we even talk to them. So it's the same thing when you see somebody on the train or on the street who's like yelling or drunk or something. The reason you kind of tense up is because they are moving and interacting in a way different way than everybody else in that situation is. And in a way they're unpredictable in a way you don't expect. And in that same vein, they kind of play or they do really play to this social anxiety because of like audience participation and stuff and i know like being an i i'm an actor i'm an actor who's been on the actor side of audience participation but still when i sit in an audience and i see that that devilish look on that performer's face (laughs) that they're about to come ask for a volunteer i want to vanish into nothing but dust Right. All right, right.
0: Specifically, you and I have a, a a specific way that we interact with this phenomenon because we both worked at the New York yeah. Renaissance Fair. And even more specifically, we both worked on the Dance Macabre parade, which is a parade in which we are wearing skull masks.
1: Oh, we should do an episode about Dance Macabre.
0: We should. But one of the most interesting things that happens during Dance Macabre is that uh, children can become very scared of us because uh, children don't uh, don't develop the understanding about masks and whether it's a person underneath or whether it's not right until around age 6 or 7 at the latest and around 4 or 5 on the earliest on the early side when we would go up to children and they would like be scared sometimes what we would be told to do is lift up our masks to show hey there's a there's a person under here but some kids hated <laughs> that even worse. more it was the wor- it was the worst thing ever and that's that was the basis of that performance yeah. of dealing with people young people who didn't who who were very viscerally experiencing the same kind of is that a person is that not a person I don't really understand that people who are afraid of clowns experience whenever they see a clown and <laughs> that we were experiencing every day at the renaissance fair of this like anxiety about performers acknowledging you as a viewer
1: because the for some people the moment when an actor crosses over that fourth wall even if it's not speaking directly to the audience there are some people who are just like nope you get back to the other side of that wall I don't want you over here in my space and like I that's all performing at the Renaissance Fair is is involving people that come in in your in your story so as somebody who does that for a living I should be fine with that as an audience member but very often I am not
0: Yeah. Yeah. Most. Yeah. When I am, when I am audience, I want to be audience. Yeah. Even if, even if performer know me as performer, I'm audience now. (laughs) That's why going through the haunted house that we also used to work adjacent to, Mm -hmm. uh, was so bad because, because like haunted houses often bring you into it. They want to scare you. they they like literally bring you into their story so that they can scare you. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's uh,
1: <laughs> the worse, But so talking kind of uh, this modern phenomena of when this fear of clowns really became prominent in our own culture, um, there's no exact kind of like this is when it happened. But a lot of people associate it with John Wayne Gacy, who if you haven't mm-hmm. heard, he was a serial killer uh, who murdered at least 33 teenage boys and young men between 1972 and 1978 in Cook County, Illinois. Now he was known as a Kaler clown. That's what he became associated with because he used to do children's pod- parties and charity events as this character Pogo or Patches the clown. He was like a birthday party clown. He, so his clown career kind of became synonymous with his identity, even though they were separate. Like he didn't perform murders or violence while dressed as a clown, but people associated because it was one of the first times in kind of our our contemporary new culture of, oh my God, somebody as innocent and as wonderful as a birthday clown can also do these horrible things. That juxtaposition was shocking for people. Right. It's totally, it's kind of the perfect storm for yeah, making people so afraid much. of clowns. Yes. Um, and uh, to the point where now, Most people associate clowns with horror before they associate them with the circus. Right. Or
0: with children's birthday
1: parties. Yeah. Um, But so that kind of became part of actual horror culture and not just something people are afraid of with Pennywise. And I'm talking 1986 Tim Curry Pennywise or 1990 Tim Curry Pennywise. The novel, it came out in 1986, Stephen King, and then was made into a TV miniseries in 1990, uh, played by Tim Curry. So we talked, we've, we've talked a little bit about Pennywise before and the whole idea of scary clowns, but in the lore of, uh, this book, Pennywise takes the form of a clown in order to lure children who, uh, he wants to be afraid of them. So he uses it to lure Georgie at the beginning of the book by talking about the circus and cotton candy and popcorn. And in reality, he's this eldritch abomination with a physical form too horrifying to reveal or be comprehended by the human mind. So both the 1990 TV miniseries terrified a generation oh, of, yeah. of young teens who grew up watching it. And then the same thing happened again in 2017 when the new It came out with Pennywise played by Bill Skarsgård, both very different, but excellent, wonderful, very scary performances that have now gen- terrified two different generations.
0: Right. And and we've uh, you and I, separate from the podcast, have talked about. Pennywise specifically uh, before and the the like cliche tweet about Pennywise or Tumblr post about Pennywise is like I wouldn't be scared of Pennywise it's just a clown who cares mm-hmm. but like the genius of creating Pennywise as not a clown but as this eldritch abomination is that it takes the form of it takes the form of the fear uh, something to scare the the person it's luring in and it yeah. specifically lures in children because children's fears are quote unquote simpler and therefore easier to manifest as yeah like pennywise couldn't manifest as my impending fear of like everything (laughs) i was gonna go something specific but it's just everything pennywise can't be like death pennywise can't be financial instability (laughs) which is why pennywise is a clown and why he. They prey on children.
1: Yeah. Like Pennywise being a clown is the least scary thing about him, in my opinion. Right. Yeah, for sure. Other scary clowns have uh, kind of found their way into our horror culture. Obviously, Art don't need to talk about him anymore. But yeah, a king, an icon. Yeah. um, Another example is the Joker, who may not be what you would like typically think as like a, a scary clown. Because you think of someone like Pennywise right. or Art, but he is technically a scary clown.
0: Right. Not a horror character, but mm-hmm. a character who taps into horror in all the good Batman things. <laughs> the one that comes to mind, if you ever want to talk about a scary Joker, mm-hmm. uh, the Batman who laughs uh, series mm-hmm. of comic books is very good. And Joker real scary in that. But anyway, let's yeah. talk about more again, other different clowns. And
1: again, the least scary thing about the Joker, in my opinion, is that he's a clown. Like there's. Yeah. Much it's scary clown things as about vehicle. Him. Yeah. Clown as yeah. vehicle. <laughs> C.A.V. Clown as vehicle. Clown, clown as vehicle. The, the other one, uh, killer clowns from outer space, which if you haven't seen it. It's on uh, Netflix. Watch it. Um, it is I a watch 1988 science fiction horror comedy film. It's not that scary. It's super campy, really fun. So they are aliens that look like these big evil deformed circus clowns that fly in an ice cream truck and they come to eat humans by putting them into cotton candy cocoons and they put a big curly straw in the cotton candy cocoon and they like that slurp them up. Yeah, <laughs> that's so good. There's so there's oh. a lot of fun kind of uh, clown clown tropes that they play with in that movie so there's a scene where not to spoil too much of it but there's a scene where um a a clown uses shadow puppets to like lure a bunch of people over and then he makes a shadow puppet dinosaur that eats them and then uh there's a lot they use like pies to kidnap people uh there's this one little clown who's got these like big boxing gloves who can like knock people's heads off he's his name is shorty he's my favorite one uh, it was a great Halloween it's Horror Nights so scare good. zone and house. Um, All right. We need to put that on our list. Yeah, that's a much more fun one. Um, another one that kind of features a scary clown, not as prominently as Poltergeist 1982. Uh, one of my mm-hmm. favorite horror movies and Halloween Horror Nights houses. Um, it features a very iconic, one of the scariest scenes in the movie where a child is attacked by a possessed clown doll, which then mm. is kind of uh That could be one of those things that kind of instills a fear of clowns. Because, again, the scary thing isn't that it's a clown. The scary thing is that it is this thing coming to life and trying to drag him under the bed.
0: Yeah, I I think I think it gets back into like the idea of the like like we've said multiple times. The scariest thing about him is not that he's a clown. It's almost as though the 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 clown, the the outer skin of being a clown, to use a absolutely horrifying phrase in this context. Is just a vehicle to to like like you're already scared of clowns. We got that. We've already Mm -hmm. creeped you out by giving you a clown. Now we're gonna add something else that's that's the real scare and is and is gonna get you. Yeah, the clown gets you in the door. The clown draws you in. They make the 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 clown is what gets you in the door, keeps you coming back, and they make the money off of the fact that it's a doll. But that also links to things like Chucky, who is not a clown Mm -hmm. in any way, but who takes on that. Like has rosy cheeks and, yeah. and exaggerated features or even uh, what's the clown's jigsaw? The, what's the clown's name? Uh, Billy. Billy the Puppet. Billy. Billy the Puppet, who is a clown. Yeah. Or a mime to go back forever. to video games. Yeah. Well, mimes, because of the American misunderstanding of both miming and clowning, <laughs> they share artistic roots, yeah. uh, which is why they share similar makeup designs. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the puppet in Five Nights at Freddy's is... A clown-like character. Mm-hmm. All of the fun time animatronics in Five Nights at Freddy's are clowny. Are supposed to be a clown aesthetic. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a fascinating inroad to like analyze horror stuff through yeah. specifically horror clowns.
1: And then I think a lot of these kind of overlap with the fear of dolls as well. They're kind of similar, mm-hmm. like this humanoid thing that's not human but it looks like a person.
0: Yeah, and inanimate, inanimate objects being animated.
1: Yeah, um, and. As a child, seeing poltergeist and seeing that very scary scenes is something that could make you afraid of clowns.
0: Right. And it's something almost that because of adults making the choice to like associate clowns with other scary things, then children end up seeing the media created by those people. And then they are scared of clowns, not because of associations to John Wayne Gacy or to a, a puppet that just happened to be dressed as a clown, but to clowns themselves.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and another one that this was kind of uh, definitely geared more towards like adults, but um, Twisty the clown, an American Horror Story. Uh, he was on the freak okay. show season. So he was a sure. murderous clown who blew half of his face off with a shotgun. Um, he was very scary. Mm-hmm. He had this big fake mouth on and then he would take it off to reveal his like lack of a lower jaw. Half face. Yeah. Okay portrayed expertly by John Carroll Lynch and uh, Ryan Murphy said that John Carroll Lynch was so scary on set as twisty that a third of the crew would have to leave set when his scenes were being filmed because Mm. he was so scary. And he is, I mean, he's also like, I don't know how tall he is, but definitely over like six, four. So he was a large, a powerful clown. You couldn't knock him down with a pail of water, a pail of water. (laughs) Um, Uh, and then one other one I wanted to mention is our very good friend, Jack the Clown, who we haven't, Jack the Clown, we haven't talked about in a while, so he's probably mad. It's been so long,
0: Jack the Clown. Welcome back.
1: Yeah. Jack the Clown is kind of more so in the camp of Twisty and, um, I guess a little bit like more so the Joker, although kind of like a horror version of the Joker, which is kind of what he was pitched as anyway, this More straight up horror version of the Joker, because he's also uh, a lot of things that some of these clowns have in common, like art and twisty and the killer clowns is that they're silent. But then there Mm. are other clowns like Pennywise and uh, Jack, who have all these like one liners and goofs and they're they're scary and fun in different ways, both the silent clown and the the one liner wisecracking clown.
0: Right. And to link it back to what we were talking about before, it's almost as though the scary part of that, whether they are silent or whether they are quippy, is the theatricality. Mm -hmm. It's that they could be so confidently silent or confidently bombastic while also murdering, being actual murder people.
1: Yeah, totally. And that's Jack's big thing, too. His whole stage show at Halloween Horror Nights is the Carnival of Carnage, which is all wisecracking one liners and him killing people in big blenders and wheels. Right. Which is- Oh right, the human
0: blender. Yeah,
1: we haven't talked about the human blender in a while.
0: Oh, welcome back to the stage. The human blender.
1: Can't wait for Halloween horror nights this year. Everybody stay inside, knock on wood. Um, anyway, so kind of getting back out of the fictional clown realm. Uh, and talking about professional clowns response to mm-hmm. this whole situ- this whole phenomenon, which I know the term professional clown could earn a giggle from the layman. But right. I have met a many professional clowns. They're incredibly talented, hardworking, wonderful, wonderful performers. Clowning is truly a incredibly difficult art form to master. And the people who do it yes. are some of the best performers I've been taught by professional clowns in college. like
0: Yeah, I I did as well, not only at NYU, but also at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art. Uh, A little pimp for myself, go check out my resume. Um, (laughs) But I think, like I said before, the kind of concept of clown and clowning as an art form is just the white makeup, red cheeks kind of thing, which is definitely an aspect, but is nowhere near the whole scope of what clowning is. Like as actors, people use clowning techniques constantly, even if they don't know they are. Mm-hmm. Which is why it it kind of sucks that all clowns are specifically viewed through the lens of professional like circus clowns, which are a totally valid clown. Yes, there's just <laughs> I don't want to seem like we're yeah, pooping on clowns. There's just one uh, type of clown.
1: Yeah, because it always just bugs we me like how circus people. Clowns. Yeah, it always just bugs me how people use um like. Clown college as like a like an insult. Ah, uh, yes,
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't like how people use clown car to describe a car that's very large on the inside. No, I do even like though that. It seems small from the
1: outside. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. One of my favorite teachers ever in college was a circus clown and is an amazingly talented performer. But oh um, yeah. So as far as this whole like the creepy clown phenomena, the actual like sightings in 2016, it rightfully sent people into kind of a mass hysteria. Um, for right. fear of their own safety, so it even sent some schools on lockdown because like groups of students as clowns were sending threats to schools over social media because people are dumb and silly. Um, so people were starting to go like vigilante on some of these clowns. Real like, clowns. If yeah. you well on on the scary clowns, which like if you go out and stand on a dirt road with a chainsaw dressed as a clown, you can't be mad when somebody hits you over the head with a baseball bat.
0: Right. You are presenting a clear and present danger like you may not be coming at like normally if you're like coming, you're, say you're dressed as a normal person and <laughs> you're coming at somebody else with a chainsaw, you would be you you would present a clear and present danger and like self-defense and all that. Yeah. If you were just standing creepily with a chainsaw, but you're dressed as a normal person, there'd be some leeway there. But if you're standing still in a road, dress as a clown. Yeah. Dressed as a clown. Then the clown, the the clown skin, as we talked about before, that constitutes a clear and present danger.
1: Yeah. No, you can't be upset if if you got in trouble doing this. But so people were going vigilante um, on these kind of these scary clowns. But then professional clowns, people who work birthday parties and stuff like that were said they were worried to go out in public in costume out of fear that they could be mistaken for one of these like clowns that were threatening violence or Right. Being of scary. course. Um, and people were saying that it hurt their business and people started canceling clowns at parties because kids were afraid or they didn't want clowns in the neighborhood or whatever. To which I say, so sad. don't ever be afraid of professional clowns. They're all lovely people. And here's the thing, too, is that people are always afraid with clowns and with like audience participation shows where that even if they don't want to be involved, they will somehow get thrown into it. A good performer and an empathetic performer, especially in clouding, should know that if you don't want in, they'll back off.
0: Right. Somebody who who comes up against some form of anxiety, that's totally natural, like pushing you to like be involved in a thing that you will actually end up enjoying by the end or that is designed to take pressure off of the contestant comp- or the participant completely. I think mm-hmm. of a lot of Ren Faire shows in that way. They are designed so that even people who are a little bit anxious or even pretty anxious about being involved, don't have that anxiety at mm-hmm. the end. And real performers know where that line is. Because yeah, also
1: as a performer, I would much rather play with somebody who want also wanted to play. Right. Like they're not out here to 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 make you feel bad. that's a, a, quite exactly the opposite of what clowns are meant to do. Yeah. They exa- want to make exactly. you feel good.
0: Um, yeah, if they scare you and make you feel bad on stage, they failed as yeah. clowns. <laughs> they don't want to fail. No, yeah. They went to clown college to, w- to succeed.
1: Yeah. How, however, as clowns, as far as clowns go, as a horror subgenre or a horror trope, I do often think sometimes they're overused and that people will uh, make kind of a scary thing a clown just because clowns are scary and not really have a reason. However, when it's done well, like with art and with Pennywise, it's done really well.
0: Yeah. I think, again, it goes back. Clown as skin. Clown skin. Putting a clown skin on something doesn't make it scary in itself. It needs something else.
1: Yeah. And there has to be a reason it's a clown. Like for for Pennywise, it's the whole children thing. For art, it's this silent comedian thing. So there's got to be a reason that this scary thing also happens to be a clown. Right. Yeah. So in conclusion... Um, don't go walking around in a clown costume in the woods with a baseball bat. Don't do that. Right. All but as well, don't be afraid of like a random clown you see, like driving to work that day. I don't think they would drive it in costume, but also I'm not a professional clown. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, it takes a while. So like maybe,
1: maybe, yeah, like if you. I have friends who who do like princess parties and stuff, and they drive in costume because they don't have time when they get to <laughs> to little Susie's That's very house. Powerful. They don't have time when yeah. they get to little Susie's house to put on the Elsa costume. They just gotta go. Right. They just gotta go, and
0: maybe the clowns also gotta go. Yeah. To wear it to their workplace.
1: Yeah. All they, right. They're all. Yeah, I'm into
0: it. All right. Well, that has been our episode on clowns. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of. The Great American Scream. If you enjoyed this episode, you can leave us a rating or a review on whatever service you happen to use for your podcasts. Uh, if you're using iTunes, please definitely leave a rate or review. If you're listening on Spotify, you can just share the episode on whatever social media. And if you really, really liked it and want to see this show grow, because we want to see this show grow. Tell a friend about it. Word of mouth is the best form of advertising. Adam, can you pimp our social media, please?
1: Yes, you can find us on Facebook at The Great American Scream, or you can find us on Twitter at Great Scream Pod. If you have a topic that you would want us to talk about or on the show, or if you just want to say, hey, you can post at us or tweet at us uh, on our pages using the hashtag TGAS, The Great American Scream.
0: A special thank you goes out to Stevie Viola, who made our theme song you can check him out on twitter or on youtube
1: yes and a very special thanks as well to michael segudo who does our wonderful lovely intro bit
0: yes you probably heard i don't remember if it was last week or the week before that uh you got his new intro but it is so good he's so he crushed he's it. excited he's ready to go uh and we're excited too i believe that's it i've been Devin wright i have been adam o'connell and hopefully you have been spooked yeah
1: don't Dresses a clown in the woods.
0: Yeah, hopefully, you've been spooked not by a man dressed as a clown with a big knife.